You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. It's been a while. Yes. Since you've heard that, and I know how much you miss that. I do miss it. Yep. Relish. Yes. Relish that pickle, time of pickle relish. Yeah. Pickle relish coffee time. <laughs> By the way, I I heard what you said about a coffee free zone. Yes. Last amen. Monday. Yeah. We uh, lost a lot of listeners, listeners, but it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Several <laughs> of our listeners. I said they are so glad to be back in a real Tim go. Talks episode. So. <laughs> Good job. You and Denise did a great job. So. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. It was, it was fun, fun being with Ruthie. That was fun. Yep. And uh, so we got the ladies in. It's not quite the same as the four of us together, but we did get the ladies in yep. on the podcast. Exactly. And so... Thousands and thousands of ladies across North America and Japan and parts unknown are now happy again. So there you go. Welcome back. Now it's the two old guys. Um, I'm hurting today. I, uh, I've i torn or bruised my lats, the muscle in my back. Oh, buddy. I overdid it on the weekend. I was doing oh. young men's things in an old body. I'm, I've realized that my 60th birthday is coming very, very quickly. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've, I think I've already crossed over. I just haven't hit the date yet. So, oh, man, crazy. So that's what it is. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Don't what ask me next to? week. Yeah, I know. We're I... moving this week, so. Are you really? Yes. Well, as this airs, yeah, right around yeah. Labor Day weekend, yeah. Oh, I knew you were going to have to, but I didn't know it was this quick. Yep. I hate moving. Yeah, we're looking forward to Oh, I hate moving too, but I am so oh. thankful for the wife that I married because every time we've ever moved, she's given stuff away or thrown <laughs> stuff away. You know, she just doesn't hoard stuff. And so, right. you know, she continually is pruning through that stuff to where, I mean, man, by the time we're married 65 years, we're going to have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I heard you got over to Brother Clayton's. How'd that go? Oh, that was great. Uh, I was at Village Baptist Temple in North Canton for their family day, and uh, it was they were really excited. Now I told them I just thought that they were excited because they didn't have to hear their pastor, but you know everybody. Yeah, that's right. You know, everybody all day they were excited to come to church they were excited to be in church i mean they're excited to sing they most of them stayed awake even for the preaching and then uh, they had a picnic afterward um at just a park right around the corner and we had cornhole tournament and a whole bunch of stuff it was it was really neat to be around a bunch of people that were so excited just to be in church it, it was awesome awesome Awesome. That's awesome. I had a very unusual experience. I was invited to a friend's cottage uh, to spend some time, but also 
Uh, they have a church up there. They have a chapel huh. uh, for the cottagers on the lake. There's 420 cottages. And the original founders of the cottage people of the lake uh, were Christians. Hmm. And one of them was a pastor. He found this land available back in the, I think it was in the 50s, 60s, and found this land available and told all of his buddies about it and hmm. church people about it. He was from the States. And they bought up a lot of the property. So a lot of the people up there are born-again believers. Wow. And they have a chapel. They meet every Sunday. They have uh, hymn books. They have a guy in an ATV who drives people up a pretty steep hill to get to the chapel for That's those that are a little neat. bit older. So I really appreciated that ride. And then <laughs> they had a lady that played the piano. And so they, they heard I was coming and they said, would you be interested in speaking awesome. on Sunday? And I said, I would love to. So I led the singing, did the announcements, preached the message, and uh, was able to promote our Bearing Precious Seed ministry and some other things. So it was really cool. They were super nice people. There were about 60, 70 people there. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was a great mix of Canadians and Americans. A lot of American folks have cottages there. So it was neat. So really had a great time. Ruthie went and just a, a very special weekend for us. So that was awesome. Awesome, awesome. And then while I'm uh, talking today, I am headed uh, at the end of the week on Friday's podcast, I'll be headed to be with uh, one of our, I think probably our number one listener, one top one listeners, uh, Pastor Jason Springer in oh, yes. uh, Wolverine, Michigan. Yep. Yep. And Jason's been a great contributor, great friend, and I'm going to do their third missions conference. Uh, it's the third time I've done it. And uh, they had such great result last year. They took on Bearing Precious Seed as a part of their mis Amen. missionary program. So we appreciate that very much. Great, great people. He and Betsy. And uh, looking forward to seeing the church there again. So That's great. Good times. Amen. Well, let me let me throw this at you. This is uh, this is a tough topic this week, and we've had some some hilarious the last few. But um, on the weekend, I was able to speak with some friends, and over the last few months, I've spoken with a good number of people who have suffered some great hurt in their past, hmm. and all kinds of different things. You know, between marital problems, death of a loved one. Some who've been molested as children. Yes. Some who were, you know, taken advantage of, I would say raped, um, different things like that. And those are hard things. And, and I don't even want to talk about this, but I really think we need to because I've come to realize that there are a lot of hurting people in this world, in the Christian world, and things that happen within the Christian realm, and some without. And I thought this week we could maybe tackle helping the hurt, those hurting uh, with their past. Amen. So let's go there. How, how many would you say you know uh, people that would have suffered some kind of hurt like that? Well, since I've been an adult and have sort of understood the troubles that people go through, because as a child in church, you're oblivious to these kinds mm -hmm. of things, unless you get to be a teenager and maybe somebody shares something with you. But as an adult... Um, I, w I would estimate there's at least 20% of the people in our churches that yes. are dealing with something like this in their past that has influenced and affected them greatly. Yeah, I would say you're probably right. Maybe maybe even a little higher sometimes. It's, it's sad. I, I don't know what happened, but 
I, I know what happens today, but in our lives, I I was completely oblivious to most of any right of that kind of stuff that went on as a kid. To be honest, yep. I I just wasn't in the loop. I wasn't, you know, my dad wasn't a deacon. My dad wasn't a pastor, so I didn't know a lot of that stuff. And of course, I shouldn't have known those yes. things. But there were things going on that I found out in that time, and then after that time, that wow, just really shocked me, and oh, I just yes. I couldn't believe it. In our in our church in our town, there were people. We had a we had a guy in our church that was a school teacher, and he was molesting children in his school. There, I think there were twenty seven children in total. Goodness, that came to light, and a number in a of those town like Simcoe. 9,000 people, yeah. yes. And the school he was in was small, but he was he was a bigger presence. He was a bigger man. Um, and he, he molested kids in our church. Oh. And it sickens me. Yes. It sickens me. Oh, yes. My, my mom said when I was a kid, I don't like that man. You stay away from that man. There's something mm. about that man. She grew up in a home that was very abusive, and there were some signs there. This guy had a sweet, sweet wife, had three boys, adopted a girl, and was molesting, I believe, all of them. Oh my god. And I just I can't I can't imagine what some of those kids must have felt like. And so I've I've talked to some of those people that have gone through that. And the hurt that they suffer from that is unbelievable. Yeah. And some of them have never really fully recuperated from that some have bounced back and done very very well uh depended on their support system depended on you know the individual how do how do we help these people how as a pastor as a parent as a friend how do you hurt how do you help those hurting people like that how do you do it i think the first thing if you're gonna (coughs) help someone now let me just say because someone's gonna say wait that's not the first thing Obviously, we've got to use the Scripture and the Holy Spirit. So, mm-hmm. those both of those spiritual um, entities have to be working effectively and ministering and doing the things that we can't. But once we understand that as the foundation, I think for me, uh, the first thing you have to establish, I think, is trust, because. Yeah people who have been wounded um, in whatever way um, they, they sort of retreat into into themselves and they don't want to sort of put themselves out there they, they, they don't want to be vulnerable ever again and so because of that they're going to be more standoffish they 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 may be gregarious and you know joking around and but it's 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 a fake it's a facade it's a it's a false front they're wearing a mask but uh, i i think you're never going to be able to help somebody until they learn to trust you i agree and then i think the second thing i've learned is that you just got to be a great listener oh yeah don't try to fix don't try to fix the problem yep. right away they've got to get that out of their system and they've got to cry, and they've got to scream, and and they've got to be angry uh, for a time. And I think it's best just to be quiet and let them speak. And when they're done speaking, then you offer, you know, 
can I help you with this? Can, can we work together through this? If if you're hearing it for the first time or maybe somebody who's never dealt with it before, many of the folks that I've talked to of late have, you know, through the years worked through it or had someone work through it. So you're just listening again and offering support and you're offering a condolence for them having to go through that. And, you know, I've even got family that have been through some things that are just horrendous and did not know about it until, you know, later in my life. And then what do you do? Uh, all you can say is, I, I'm so sorry and I yes. wish I could have helped or been there or whatever. But you've got to be a good listener as well. Yep. So when somebody's dealing with those kind of issues, whether it is maybe, you know, their parent died very young. You know, they were mm-hmm. young and their parent died and, and you you go through elementary school or go through junior high and high school without that mom or dad and you see everybody else has their mom and dad and it, it's, it's a real difficulty, especially when somebody's close and they grieve and they miss them every day and you're sitting at the table and there's that empty spot there and just um, it, it is really really tough you generally in a child you'll see some behavior issues because they're hurting and they don't know exactly how to deal with it and to go through with that and so then somehow along the way as an adult they've they've sort of uh, you know learned we say learn to deal with it but they really never have dealt with it and so you've got to sort of look for some of those warning signs maybe that you'd see in a child or a teen but you know you may not see them as an adult and and yeah. you just need to be available to to help i i don't think i'm i agree with you people that i have dealt with with these kind of issues that have come up maybe 20 years or more later right. uh, that they're dealing right. with it sometimes 30 or 40 um you sort of can't do much the first time. You're just listening and, you know, and grieving and asking, hey, can we meet more? Because you can't get to, when somebody's full, they can't receive anything. They've got to be empty in order to receive it. Right, and when they come up 20 years later, now you have to figure a way to help their spouse if they're married their children, if they have them, uh, you know, other family members that may have been involved, if it was a parent that was hurting uh, other people, you've got to kind of map a strategy for that as well, if they will take that help or want that help. And that's, that's, that's a whole nother, you know, episode here, um, dealing with the spouse. And I commend those. I, I know some, I'm thinking of three right now, that have helped their their wife or husband through a very very difficult reveal of those things in their lives. It puts a huge strain on a oh, marriage. Yes. Um, oh yes. It puts a very difficult difficult time on those around you. But if we love someone, you have got to allow them that opportunity to heal 
And that healing process does not take a day. There are some people that take years and some people, I don't, I think never completely heal from that. There's always a wound there. There's a, there's a scar there, or there's some kind of abscess there that every now and again festers. And that's, that's tough. That's tough. And be long suffering with people as a pastor. It's going to take time. You're going to oh, have yes. to devote some time. Yes. And it might be a lifetime of ministry to helping someone. And and I've mentioned we have a young lady that we've been dealing with for the last couple of years that was cutting herself. And it she's just now after, I think, about a year now, almost two years, just now saying, I'm having good days. I'm having good days. I'm having good days. Good. It, it, it's taken a long time. But, man, what a great transformation. And what a, what a wonderful success story. I don't think that's going to be over for a very long time. There's going to be a hiccup. There's going to be something come that's going to give her opportunity to go back to that. So you got to you got to watch for that too. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, obviously we're going to try to use the word to minister because that that's the only thing that heals. The Holy Spirit is the Comforter, and the Word of God is going to be doing the healing, and so. Um, uh, there are some programs that I've sort of looked at and have used. Denise has found this one book that is a terrific, absolutely terrific book for those kind of things to get victory over some things in your life that, that are very serious that you've been dealing with. And uh, it's not a KJV book, so I won't necessarily announce it, announce it. But any pastor that wants to, I'd definitely give them the resource you know uh, through email or text or whatever but um, it, it is really a it, it's really a phenomenal workbook it is a book and workbook designed for you to meet regularly and go over what what we've learned and and that kind of thing and so it's a it's really a, a great resource but regardless how you do it it's got to be the word that's got to get in somebody's heart and life to allow the Holy Spirit to have that tool to bring comfort and bring consolation. Because uh, that's the very first thing that, I, in my opinion, that they need is they need, a, they need consolation from God that it's mm-hmm. okay. You know, that they can go on. They, you don't have to be stuck there in your life. And, and I don't mean in the idea of, well, just get over it. That, that's not that's not what I mean but you know basically when people have been wounded early in life or they've been wounded in their past somehow some way then you know they're they're generally sort of stuck there they've not Mm -hmm. been able to get past that and the Lord wants to give hope the Lord wants to give cheer the Lord wants to bring joy back in from the soul and so it, you've got to get past that, but you, it isn't just you move on. You deal with it in a scriptural way, and the Lord will give that victory. We've got a listener that has contacted us and said, I would love to do a podcast with you guys and tell you about my experience as a child. And we've we've agreed to do that. We want to do that. Yes. Uh, the timing has just not been right for that. He's trying to make a move where it would be easier for us to do that. And when that happens, we'll do that. Yep. But I would like to say that if you know, 
if you're that person today that's hurting, I think the first thing you've got to do is you got to make sure you have a strong walk with the Lord. Oh, amen. That, that's hard at first. Oh, amen. Because almost every person says this, why would, did God allow that to happen to me? Why would God allow terrible things happen to a child? Why, why didn't God stop that? Why, why as a Heavenly Father did God not just kill that person or take them away or move them away? whatever so they didn't do that and unfortunately the problem is if it wasn't you it probably would have been someone else and perhaps god is allowing this to happen to you so that you can help someone else god god's given you the strength to be able to help others that have gone through the same thing i i don't have all the answers to that i I, all i can tell you is that god is good and god has a plan and sin is real and it happens to people and sometimes it happens to us and what we have to learn to do is to be able to overcome that and use it for good so that we can give God the glory one day. And I would like to offer my help, and I'm sure you do as well. If you're listening Amen. today and you've been hurt by someone, contact me. Contact me. I will try to help you to the best of my ability. I, I will probably redirect you to your pastor or to a pastor closer to you, but let's make that initial contact and let someone listen to you and cry with you and pray with you Amen. and try to understand with you. Uh, we need that. And if you're a pastor listening today, put the, put the call out over your pulpit. Let people know that you're available for that. And you might be surprised at who comes to you and how many people come to you. And then as a pastor, let's guard against that ever happening in our churches to the best of our ability. Amen. So if you're sitting here listening um, and nothing, you, you're still young, and your past is very clean and safe. This is mm-hmm. why your parents and youth directors and Christian school yes. teachers and you know your pastor. That's why they preach hard and have rules because there have been and there continually is um, wicked people that are seeking just to do harm and they mm-hmm. may be in your church i they hopefully they're not but uh, we just need to be very very careful so young people today um, there's been people that that you know that you have a relationship with in church and you have no idea the things that they have gone through in their life and so, you know, when they give advice, when they get try to give some wisdom, it may not just be their old crotchety ways and they're trying to relive the 1930s all over again. It's the fact that they've been through some things in life or maybe they've helped some people in life and they want you to be very wary because Proverbs was written to give subtlety to the simple. And so uh, uh, make sure that you try to keep your uh, present so healthy that you don't have these problems whenever you get older looking back at your past right. and let me say this having having dealt with this somewhat personally through our family if somebody does something wrong to you I mean they they touch you they molest you they coerce you they hit you if, if somebody does that in our day you never question authority and a lot of people got away with a lot of stuff because of that but th- that's not the way today if that if that really happened if that's genuinely happened go to your parents tell them the truth go Amen. to your pastor tell him the facts and allow them to start that process for you to be taken care of and 
I will say this. I just went through, just talked to a dear friend who was um, said to have hurt someone but didn't and had all kinds of proof that he didn't and actually went to court and the judge blew up at the crown attorney and you know found th- this man was completely innocent there are people who make things up too and there are kids who make things up too don't be that person and if you are shame on you oh man but uh don't don't do that but if they've hurt you if it's real man seek some help on that amen I'm Al Stone. I am in St. Thomas, headed to Michigan for a great missions conference. And it's good to be back with you, Brother Wolven, back with our folks. And uh, I will say that uh, God has been good to me, protected me through many years. Not a perfect life, but man, I just praise the Lord that I've not had to deal with some of that hurt that others have. I'm praying for you today if you have. I'm I'm asking the Lord to help those today who have been hurt. And uh, let's, let's get through this together. My name is Dan Wolven, and I'm not Ruthie Stone. So uh, that's, Whew, that's very good. Sure. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. Ruthie has a much lower voice than I do. <laughs> she does. <laughs> she does. And I'm uh, here at North Columbus Baptist Church. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. We never want to take you for granted. Uh, we do appreciate uh, all those who wind up talking to us in different places that, hey, I'm listening all the time. That is such an encouragement. And uh, let us know what we what topics that you would uh, find interesting, yeah. and we would love to be able to try to address it as best we can. This is The Coffee Zone on The oh, Tim Talks. Goodness. Tim Hortons back in the saddle again. Glad to be with you. Look forward to Wednesday (laughs) with a brand new cup of hot steaming Joe with the Double Double Mix. We'll be back soon. See you on Wednesday. This is Tim Talks. Have a great day, eh? You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, You can visit us at TimTalks.com. That's T-I-I-M Talks.com.